0: We are in the lounge. This is Mortimer Me, your friend, your buddy, the DJ, the MC, the selector, and it is another beautiful day here at the lounge, of course. We watched the Britney Spears movie today, *Framing Britney Spears*. I'm gonna give it a recommend because uh, check it out. It's short. It's good insight on you know how paparazzi and fame uh, will destroy your life, and how being a child star, you know, pretty much always ends in uh, tragedy, from what we've seen. Uh, Yeah, so we checked that one out while we were setting up for the day. We are still in the bees today, of course, yeah, we're going through the record collection. One record at a time each day we pull it out and I play what I think is the best and most important song. So you're getting a curated collection of records, you know, being put together from my travels around the world for the last 21 years and on top of that so you know it's going to be a good album if i purchased it but you're getting the best song from the album so double curated this is some hot fire stuff we got going on here okay well you know what let's just get into it let's get into it because today we're talking about the big boys the big boys were a hardcore punk band from Austin, Texas, that were active from 1979 to 1984. Today we're going to be talking about their album, Lullabies Help the Brain Grow now. Isn't that true? Shouldn't we be reading to the kids right at night? Get kids excited about books and whatnot. I think that's definitely what the big boys were talking about here. Lullabies help the brain grow. Maybe read a book. These guys are usually described as a subgenre of punk. Either hardcore punk or skate punk or even punk metal because they got some pretty jazzy bass lines but what I what I actually want to talk about today is what is punk when we talk about it because that was one of my inspiring genres when I was younger then. and let, let's dissect it just for a quick second here so in my opinion what is punk it's, it's rejection of an unjust status quo okay so you look around the world and all the things that you don't like the inequality the poverty the whatever the racism and you say, how could this exist? How, how could this be a good society if all these horrible things exist? So that's the punk attitude right there. Something must be wrong. We must change this. It's a rejection of the authorities that perpetuate these conditions of this unjust status quo. It's ex- characterized by extremely fast beats and raw vocals, uh, so that themselves a rejection of the previous rock genres, which were slower and softer music that had come before. I think within punk there's a desire to shake things up, to encourage change in that unjust system. And as you know, when it, when I think it really started to happen in the UK in the 70s, it was a class movement as well, you know, so in, the U- in England you were also rejecting the monarchy, you know, this old seemingly out of date system that wasn't really benefiting anybody but you know, taking a lot of money to sustain. So when punk uh, became a thing in America, I think you had the the American subgenre of hardcore, which maybe started in D.C., maybe started in L.A., I'm not really sure about that. But the skate punk thing, I think, was definitely uh, a West Coast American subgenre that probably had a lot of kids from the suburbs joining up okay so if we're talking 1981 skateboards themselves hadn't been around for that long I mean they were invented in the 70s but it didn't really catch on because the you know the wheels were crap and the bearings were crap and and, and everything was just crap but a couple of years later as it, it did start to catch on and everything got better skateboarding wasn't just you know, doing tricks and hanging out in the parking lot or whatever. It's also a means of transportation, you know, a cheap means of transportation that you could use to get around the city. It wasn't as cumbersome of having a bike. You could carry it around with you. Um as well as do tricks, you know and 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 become uh, an athlete because uh, they had competitions for skateboard tricks and, and stuff like that. you could actually you could win money, of course. the decks had you know graphics on them, so there was there was a lot of uh, art involved as well, uh, even early on. But like I said, it was kind of a, a, a suburban youth, Movement and of course skateboards probably wouldn't have been invented if it wasn't for surfboards, right? So that's why it seems to me in my mind that it's kind of a west coast thing. And so if skateboarding was a lifestyle, you know, because it's a form of transportation, something that you use every day and an expression of of art and whatever, uh, skateboarding was initially rejected by the square society. You couldn't carry them in schools all of a sudden you couldn't skateboard here you couldn't skateboard here because all of a sudden all skateboarders were bad (laughs) you know we're punks we're actual punks and that was a pejorative term right punk itself is is also a lifestyle with its own style attitudes uh, politics all sorts of sub-genres all of which were also rejected by square society AKA the status quo, AKA conservative, you know, Christian majority American values hearkening back to the 1950s that just didn't make sense in the 80s anymore. Uh, and especially the, in that decade being characterized, you know, by deregulation um, and, and greed is good. Right. The movie of Wall Street. So, let's have a listen to this song and see what these young people, these kids, were saying. Uh, I want you to try to pay attention to the lyrics and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll hit you with some facts after. Okay, <laughs> let me know if you agree or disagree with what I just said. Send me an email, I would love to talk about it. Okay, but without further ado, we are listening to track one, side one, which I always think a band is gonna select because they think that that's their best song on the record. So here we go. Maybe that's what they think. This is We Got Your Money by Big Boys. Okay, get ready. We'll There we go, We Got Your Money by Big Boys. I'm just gonna read these lyrics real quick. I want to be a problem. I want to cause a scene. I want to get reactions and wake you from your dream. I don't care if you don't like it or you think that it's the best, as long as you remember, then we're up with all the rest. I want to be different, I want to make you see, I want to make you wonder, is it you or is it me? I'm the big question, you'll never understand. And to all you frat boys, we got your money in our hands. Okay, so definitely not identifying with the fraternity lifestyle. And I think that's probably, you know, they would have some frat boys showing up to their shows, probably Being drunk and rowdy frat boys, you know. Um, So that's just kind of like a a tongue in cheek way of saying, you are, you can come hang out, you know, like you can listen to our tunes, but uh, you do not share in our attitudes, so you are not one of us. But we still got your money, you still paid us to be in here. And I kind of formed that opinion when I was looking at the lyrics for another song on this album called Gator Fucking. And the lyrics go like this, Gator boys and gator girls living in an Izod world. A million clones, they're all the same. Rich little assholes with no brain all their lives they've never seen protected in their little dream they don't know what's going on they don't know what's going wrong so that's what i'm talking about um yeah gator the little izod uh logo on those tennis shirts that all the bad guys in 80s movies used to wear too with the collar popped up right so big boys are not about that uh yeah so apparently these guys <laughs> their shows were pretty legendary they're pretty popular they released uh three i think full lake al- albums and a couple singles you know were active for five years apparently food fights were the norm at their shows and the singer uh, a guy named randy biscuit turner would often perform in a ballerina's tutu and pink cowboy boots So this outfit led to a lot of speculation as to Biscuit's sexuality. And in such a young male dominated genre, homophobic attitudes were definitely present and possibly the norm. So when pushed in a 1982 magazine interview, uh, Biscuit addressed the issue. He said, I don't know if I want to answer that or not because it doesn't make any difference if I'm gay or not. I'm a hum- human being and my sexual preference doesn't play into my lifestyle. It comes from my heart and I want people to look at me and say I'm a human being. So, yeah, word up, Biscuit. I mean, whose business is it anyways, right? And and, and what what effect is that going to have on people's perceptions of you? So, there we have the big boys and a window into the movement, the genre that was 1980's seminal Skate Punk. I hope you had a good time today and maybe learned a couple things here or there. So with that, I am going to go about my business in this place of business. The Treehouse Lounge, where the entertainment is always free, but the drinks will cost you. Okay, that's it for me today, but don't fret. I will be back tomorrow to continue to spread the knowledge. Each one, teach one, baby. Take care of each other. See you tomorrow.